0: And welcome back to another crossover episode. This is Locked on Chiefs, and we all have the Locked on Rams here as well with you. We're going to get into this game, get into the matchups, get into what we think is going to happen, and get into really how this game could play out. Thank you for listening to Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Rams, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Rams your first listen of the day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube as well, I am your host, Chris Clark. He is Travis Rogers, the host of the Locked On Rams. Do not forget, you can go out and look for another show, maybe Locked On NFL Draft, maybe Locked On NFL, a couple of different shows out there. But we have a, a big game to talk about with the Rams and the Chiefs. And the last time these two teams meet is completely different than the, the way this one feels.
1: I'll say. <laughs> that Monday night game might have been one of the greatest uh, football games in, in the history of the league. I can I can almost guarantee you, Chris, this will not be that. I feel feel very confident that we will not be seeing fifty-four to fifty-one again.
0: Yeah, and I'm with you on that one. I think that uh, that is a very good call out on your on your part. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than sixty seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love price picks and we know you will too. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with promo code locked on. That's prizepix.com promo code locked on. I will let you go and go first. What is the big story with the locked on with the Rams right now going into this game?
1: Yeah, I think the Rams are kind of in a, in a weird spot for the rest of the season because there are still seven games left for the Rams. This is not where you just have to get through a game or two and get to the end of the line and get to the offseason and get to the draft and figure out what you're going to do in free agency and figure out what you're going to do uh, with the beginning of training camp. They still have virtually half of their season left, and I still don't think that they're, you're going to see Matthew Stafford again. We're still waiting on an official word from him as, as you and I are talking right now. I would be stunned if they use him moving forward. So I think the the big story for me this week is what 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 do you do with this team and what do you do with your running backs? What do you do with your offensive line? There there has been so little that has worked well this season. It's almost impossible to evaluate what you do have because nothing is working. So I think they need to figure out their approach. Do they go into straight evaluation mode? Do you start taking guys off the field? Do you start trying to find a way uh, to, to make some 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 adjustments and, and try to win these games? I think Sean McVay has a
0: whole bunch of things on his plate, but winning is probably way down the list. Well, I and- just to be clear, you're saying you'd be stunned if he would play again this season, correct? Yes, not just yeah. play again, not play this week. I mean, it seems like virtual certainty in both of our minds that he's that Matt Stafford is out this week. Obviously, Cooper Cup is out this week, that's going to be a hit to your offense as well. Yep. Uh, there's questions whether or not Wolford will be available. Well, well, so
1: this is why I'm convinced that Matthew Stafford isn't going to play the rest of the season. He had he missed two weeks ago against Arizona when he was in concussion protocol. So he did not play there. He went into the game last weekend against Arizona or excuse me, New Orleans and barely made it through halftime before he came out. So this is two concussions in the space of about three weeks. The reason that Bryce Perkins played the second half is because the Rams backup, John Wolford got hurt behind that offensive line as well. So I, the, the line, believe it or not, as bad as it's been, it continues to get worse. This will be their 11th game of the season. This is their 11th different offensive line combination that they will run out there this week. And I can't imagine somebody that you just extended to the tune of $100 million bucks that you're going to put them out there behind that line at some point between now and the end of the season, especially considering that he's been uh, in the concussion protocol for the last couple of weeks. I just I just can't imagine seeing it, in and, and the words of Allen Iverson, for who, for what. You know, what, what right. are we doing here? So I would not expect to see him this week well, or anything at any point.
0: Yeah. And it almost gets worse for the Rams because you don't have a first round pick next year. You traded that away. So you talk about starting to experiment. Well, you're going to be giving up a first round pick that may be in the top three if they continue losing games of the way that they have. Yeah, I I keep telling myself this, Chris, that while that pick
1: is going to go to the Detroit Lions, their first-round pick, and you're right, it may be as early as, you know, it's going to be in the top five almost assuredly the way that they've played. It does mean that the Rams will get the 37th or 38th pick in the draft when it comes back around the other way because for the first time in a couple of years, they actually do have a second-round pick. So um, the the higher they get in
0: that first round, the higher you get in the second round. So I'll, I'll take it right there. Fair enough. And, you know, Kansas City saw this play out last year at 29 and 30, and you're not going to get a pick at, at 29 or 30. That's really probably going to be a guy that you have a first-round grade on. It's going to be a second-round grade. So, you know, picking at that level of, you know, 35, 36, 37, somewhere in there is, is you're still probably going to get a high second-round graded yep. player. When I look at the Chiefs and I look at this game, my biggest concern is – Watching them fall back into habits that they've had at, at different times in Andy Reid's tenure, and that is playing down the competition. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean nothing against the Rams because the Rams have great pieces on defense. So I do think that that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and all those guys play against this offense. But does Kansas City continue to play well on offense, or do they struggle a little bit and play down to the competition? And maybe looking ahead to the Cincinnati game, that's really the big storyline for me because. I still feel like you're looking at a situation where Kansas City is going to be without, uh, sorry, McCall Hardman, obviously, he's on IR. I don't think they get Juju back this week either, mm. and that's a big loss. And then Kadarius Tony went out last week with a hamstring injury, and to this point, we don't know whether he's going to be available for this game either. So you're still sitting there in a situation where you're going to have three of your top six wide receivers down, and you're going to have questions as to how you're going to get the passing game going. Obviously, you still have Travis Kelsey, you have Patrick Mahomes. That's helpful. Uh, But it's going to be a little bit different than it has been in the past. They were able to get done against the Chargers. Uh, We will talk about whether or not I think they can get it done against the Rams. I'm just afraid my big storyline is that Kansas City has played down to the level of competition and looked ahead to games before and that with the Bengals game coming up the next week in Cincinnati, which I think could be a huge game for them. uh, I'm hoping they don't stumble and do that again this year.
1: Yeah, the, the Rams, Chris, to your point about them playing down to the Rams level of competition, they'd have to bring a shovel and a backhoe and everything else because the, the, the Rams have really struggled. Now, like you mentioned, their defense has had moments that has kept them in some games, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this game is similar to the way that a lot of Rams games have gone from the Chiefs perspective, which is the Rams kind of hang around for a half because the defense can keep them in the game. The Rams on that opening drive has been reasonably effective. Maybe they score some points. Maybe they find another field goal or a touchdown somewhere and it's Fourteen to ten, or you know, seventeen to ten, something like that. At the half, and it, it feels like a football game. The second half for the Rams, because their defense is on the field so much of the time, because the Rams have the highest three and out percentage in the whole league. That defense eventually starts to run a little bit thin. Jalen starts to take some chances, and that's when big plays happen. It's exactly what happened against. Um, New Orleans last week, they had a big one to Chris Olave. So that's with Andy Dalton. So if you've got Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Travis Kelsey and some of these other guys, I, uh, I'm buckling up for for a long
0: second half. And I would hope you're right. I'm just saying that they played down to the Indianapolis Colts when the Colts could not do anything right in the, mm-hmm. the season. And they got a beat. So uh, any given Sunday, if you play down to the level of competition, you get sloppy and you turn the ball over, anything can happen. So got to watch out for that. But I want to tell you about our sponsors. Uh, here's a word from our new, one of our newest sponsors, BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour to the complex engine called You. BetterHelp Therapy has helped me over the past couple of years as I have dealt with a couple of personal issues and dealing with trying to figure out where I was going to be headed in this life of mine. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started as the world's largest therapy service. They've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right. So let's just dive in here and start looking at the different matchups. I, you know, you talked about the Rams, and where they are offensively with their offensive line. I think that could be a fascinating mass- matchup in this game as to how Kansas City exploits what the offensive line is going to struggle with. And obviously, as you said, if the Rams are playing their third-string QB, that's going to be a problem too. Yeah, the the line has been the issue for this team. Like I mentioned to you a second
1: ago, th- this is the Rams' 11th game of the season. This will be almost certainly their 11th different offensive line combination that they're going to put up uh, this season. But, but this, this is how uh, just frustrating and bad it's been, Chris. Tynasecki went down against the Saints last week, and it was, oh, man, what are we going to do without him? And Tynasecki was the third string left tackle. <laughs> so it went from Joe Nopum to A.J. Jackson to Tynasecki, and now you're down to Bobby Evans, who I was convinced at four or five different times this year he was going to get cut. And I'm convinced he would have gotten cut had they not been in the position that they're in where they're just looking for bodies that can do it. So I think this is why you're most likely to see um, Bryce Perkins on, on Sunday afternoon because, and I'm, I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, it's it's simply true, I think he has the best chance to protect himself with his legs. I think he has the best chance to get out of the way of what should be a pretty formidable pass rush. For because under the best of circumstances, the Rams haven't been able to keep people healthy. They haven't been able to move the ball on the ground. Um, they have not been able to give, whether it's Stafford, whether it's Wolford or whether it's Perkins, time to look down the field, see where they want to go with the football. It is take that snap, maybe one quick read, and if it's not there, you got to tuck it and go. Uh, I think Perkins gives you your best options right there. Um, and then, you know, the, the another big matchup that I'm looking at, and, and I can't believe that I'm still saying this heading into week 12, is can the Rams get Allen Robinson involved. This has been, you know, over half the season. This was one of the acquisitions along with Bobby Wagner that I thought really were going to put the Rams in a great position going forward in their title defense. And he's, you know, Wagner's been terrific. Wagner has been everything you hope you were going to get when you went out and got him. And Allen Robinson has been the opposite of that. He has been, you know, his most receptions in a game is five. He only has three touchdowns through the first 11 games of the season, uh, 10 games of the season, excuse me. And they have not been able to get him going. And I'm not so sure that they wouldn't be in a spot where they're trying to figure out what they want to do with him moving forward. Can they use him? Do they need to move on from him? Can they get something for him? Because he has
0: been an absolute disappointment all season long. Yeah, and that's a huge issue with the Rams. I mean, you look at Cooper cup going out, you thought that you were going to have other offensive weapons that haven't not have not materialized. Uh, You let a good wide receiver go in Robert Woods uh, to the Titans. And, And now you're in a situation where you just don't have the offensive firepower. And you're talking about an offensive line that is beaten up. Obviously, as you've said, that's a big question going against this chiefs defensive line who right now ranks fourth in the NFL in sacks. And if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, that at any point during the season, they would be fourth in the NFL and sacks. I would have laughed at you, but they've been playing very well. They've been starting to get home and they're starting to find their rhythm.
1: Yeah. And the Rams haven't been, like we mentioned, haven't been able to protect anybody. And the opponents that the Rams have been going up against have been getting pressure on that quarterback with just four guys. So when you're getting that pressure with just sending the four and you've got 11 guys, or excuse me, seven other guys in coverage, there's not a lot of places to put that football. And that's what everybody's been able to do is get home uh, with just those four guys. I'm wondering, Chris, what is, you know, not that there's a lot of things that give him trouble because he's Patrick Mahomes. He's, you know, he's the guy that is, when we were watching Sunday night football last week, I was watching with my wife when San Diego, when LA, the other LA team scored, I said, Oh, they're going to lose for sure because there was a minute 37 and chiefs had their time. And you're like, this is a wrap. He's going to score. Is there a thing that gives him trouble? Is there one thing that not that shuts him down, but that he struggles with more than some others?
0: You know, I'm not going to say that he struggles with it more than others. I think he struggles with different things that he hasn't seen before. Mm-hmm. But his brain works so well, and he has such a great memory that if he sees a defense that he recognizes, he knows where he's going to go with the ball before the snap. And that is very hard for defenses to deal with because when you know where you're going with the ball and if you're just simply waiting for the for it to come open – you're in a great situation as a quarterback. Even I mean, he manipulates defenders with his eyes better than a lot of QBs in the in the NFL. Watching, specifically watching that last play where Travis Kelsey scored the touchdown last week. If you watch what he's doing to the safety that is on the backside of where Kelsey is getting ready to run into, you see that he is focused on Justin Watson and his safety is watching Mahomes' eyes watching him watch Watson come across the the middle of the field and the safety starts to trail Watson and then all of a sudden guess what well Travis Kelsey is going back into that zone where that safety should be it's a touch it's a walk-in touchdown because there's nobody there to guard it so Mahomes is great at manipulating defenders uh the thing that really sticks out to me if you want to look at weaknesses for Mahomes it is looking at Scenarios that he hasn't seen much of. Uh, A great example of this is the AFC Championship game last year, where Cincinnati came out and they played three down linemen and just went after him with those three down linemen and put eight in coverage. Mm. That confused him because he hadn't seen a lot of it. I'm not saying that he wasn't able to figure out some of it at at different times, but when you have three three defensive linemen going after the quarterback, and you have eight in coverage, that's going to mix up the coverage. You're going to put the ball in places where you don't want it to go, and you're not going to get the routes you want and, and know where you want the ball to go. So that's the biggest thing for me is can they figure out a defense that's going to you know get home and, and pressure him? Because if you watched against the, against the Chargers, they were getting to Mahomes, but it was after four or five seconds, which is partially yeah. on the QB. That's not really – you can't ask your offensive line to put to you know hold them for, five, for six or seven seconds and expect that the QB is not going to get hit. So, if he's willing to take those hits and throw the ball, they're in a good position.
1: Well, you, you should be uh rest easily because the Rams have gotten virtually no pressure on anybody this season. Leonard Floyd's come around a little bit in the last couple of weeks, he did have two sacks against the Saints. Um last weekend but they just cut Justin Hollins because he has not been able to get any pressure on the quarterback Aaron Donald he's he's by any normal person standards he's having a decent uh, season by an Aaron Donald sort of standard it's been a little bit underwhelming because he's held to such uh, a, a high standard but they've been doubling and tripling him all season long so he has not had a ton of success about getting to the quarterback and really no one else has been able to do it. Ashawn Robinson might not even play this week. Greg Gaines really has not been that guy that you thought might step into that role. They've never been able to really find Von Miller's replacement since he left in the offseason. So if you can bottle up Donald or at least do the best you can with anybody can against Donald, I would expect him to have a lot of time because that is something that the Rams have struggled with all season long. They have not put pressure on the quarterback at all.
0: What well, I love that you bring up here, Donald, because if Kansas City is struggling – to protect the passer, it's almost always coming from the tackles. Donald's a defensive tackle. He's going to be going up against Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith. And I'm not going to say that people can't get past those three, but those three are three of the best in the NFL as a unit – uh, protecting the middle of, of that of that offensive line. So I think Creed, that's going to be... Rams impressive. fans are very
1: uh, familiar with Creed Humphrey because they're still screaming that that should have been the pick they took instead of Tutu
0: Atwell a couple of years ago. So I hear his name on a regular basis and I, I don't disagree. Yeah, well, thank you very much for not taking him because he's been everything that I thought he was going to be and more, actually. Well, uh, the
1: good news is, Chris, is that Tutu Atwell in his two years with the Rams has touched the football three times. So that's very exciting he's really been an, an impact
0: player with those three touches. It's been a huge. Well, and it's funny that you, you talk about that because you're talking about, you know, the Rams getting a second round pick this year, which they haven't had for a couple of years. And the last one they have is Tutu Atwell and he hasn't done anything for him. So uh, yeah. they need to start hitting on more of the draft picks. The one, the other matchup that I'm really going to be fascinated with. And I, I'm, I need to be careful how I say this. I'm not trying to be cocky, but it's a question of who are they going to guard Travis Kelsey with? And, I'm to the point now where it's not who's going to shut him down. It's a matter of how are they going to slow him down. Because I think I, he's showing that it's almost impossible to shut him down. So I think if I had to make a guess as
1: to, I don't know if they'll start this way, but I would imagine that at some point in the game that you're going to get Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey on, on Travis Kelsey. This is what the Rams have done with some other tight ends that have given them some trouble along the way, most notably George Kittle, who they play twice a year. Um, Kittle is, is a good player, but he's not Travis Kelsey level. Good. Um, and, and Ramsey has been relatively successful dealing with, with, um, George Kittle. So, so we'll see if they put him on there. I would expect that where the way it goes, because they really don't have a linebacker that can cover him. Whether you use a, a, a slot cover guy like a Troy Hill, I don't think that's a great matchup. Jalen Ramsey at least has the size, has the physicality to maybe at least, hanging in the fight for a little bit. So I would imagine that you'll get Jalen on Kelsey at some point in that
0: game. That's going to be fascinating to watch. Kelsey's been on a tear. I'm really excited to see what he can continue to do. And I'm really excited to see what Mahomes is going to do this week as he's been playing very well as well. And, and the question is when it gets to the defense versus the offense, you know, when the Chiefs' defense is on the field. You know, they've got some injuries they're dealing with right now, and they have a lot of rookies, so you're hoping that they can just continue to play well and, and get on going into this game. When we get back from this break, we're going to talk about who we think is going to win this game, what we think the score is going to be, and maybe give you just a little bit more insight into each team. But I want to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline is the place to go if you want to place a sports wagering bet. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. You can get it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, did you know that
1: the holidays, this is when crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike across the country? This is why. Our pals at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off of their award-winning security system so that more families like yours, like mine, like all of ours can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today. How about that? Half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's what I love about it the most: you have these crystal clear cameras that you can track that you can track Right from your phone. You don't even have to be at home to see that you can see all these cameras inside and out. Everything is run from the app right there on your phone. And Simply Safe just gives you that feeling like somebody has your back 24 seven monitoring agents, Simply Safe tech support. all of it right there on your phone. And this is why Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report. That would make it three years in a row. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There is no safe like Simply Safe.
0: All right, let's go ahead and dive into it. So this is the fun time of the show. Let's get into predictions. What are your predictions for this game? Well, Chris, I don't I don't know
1: if the Rams <laughs> I I I'm reluctant to say this. The Rams have seven games left. They they have of their seven games, I think five are almost guaranteed L's. So you're basically looking at a team that's going to be struggling to get to four or five wins. The two games that they have left on their schedule are that I think are are possibly winnable are both at home at SoFi against the Raiders and against the Denver Broncos, two teams that are struggling just like the Rams are. The Chiefs are not one of these teams. (laughs) The the Chiefs are (laughs) are, are one of these – I think the Rams have not scored under the best of circumstances. And what I mean by that is even when their offensive line was – relatively healthy, even when Matthew Stafford was still in the lineup, even when Cooper cup was still playing and Cooper cup on the offensive side of the ball is the one piece of this team that has worked well uh, this season. It's looked like a Cooper cup season. He catches his eight, nine, 10 passes a game. It's about a hundred yards. He gets into the end zone. He's gone. Stafford's gone. Allen Robinson has done nothing. Van Jefferson has done nothing Two, two out. We'll just go right on down the line. Tyler Higby, who has been a weapon for the Rams in the past at the tight end position, they basically have to use him as another tackle. They have to keep him in on almost every play to try to keep that quarterback safe. So as far as prediction goes, I think it's going to be a lot for the Chiefs and very few for the Rams. Um, I, I think that this could get away from them because you're starting to see, you know, they cut Daryl Henderson, they cut Justin Hollins. They're, they're in that mode where they're trying to get guys to pay attention. Maybe there's a little bit of, you know, bow your back a little bit and push back. They can't score. Even if the defense puts together a a good performance, I still think Kansas City gets into the high 20s at least. I don't think that the Rams can get to 20 points, especially with a backup quarterback, and might not even be the backup quarterback. It might be the third-string quarterback. So I would not be surprised if this were not a 35-10 to sort of situation. I think that this is by far the best team that they've played all year, especially since maybe Buffalo in the opener. The Rams just don't have the horsepower to score. Here's the path for them to win if it happens. Patrick Mahomes has a very bad day and throws a couple interceptions. Maybe one of them gets returned for a touchdown, maybe a special team score, something like that. But just trying to go score for score with this team, the Rams don't have the horsepower.
0: And I'm glad you bring that up about Patrick Mahomes having a bad day or, you know, a special team score. I could see a special team score. can't see a special team that's really struggled this season because of the turnover on their roster from year to year. Uh, they lost a lot of the special teams players last this past offseason. It's really hurt them in, going into this year. So I could see that being a possibility. And quite honestly, with as well as Mahomes has been has been playing, you just you're starting. I'm getting I'm getting to the point of wondering: Is he going to have a bad game? Is a bad game coming? Uh, and personally, I know this probably sounds wrong, but I would actually rather him have a bad game against a team like the Rams. Sure, in this game specifically because I still think that they have the ability to win, even if he has a bad game, then him have a bad game the next week against the Bengals, where they're going to need him to be at his best. So um, I'm with you. I think that this is going to be very hard. And I will say this also. I wanted Kansas City to sign Allen Robinson. Mm -hmm. I thought he could step in. I thought he could be a number one type wide receiver. He is not that, or I haven't seen it so far this year. We'll see whether or not he's able to do that this, this year. I'm really curious to see, You know, Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson against these Chiefs corners because you have so many young guys. Trim McDuffie is playing very well for a rookie. Uh, You know, Jalen Watson has been playing well. Uh, Joshua Williams has been playing well. They're four deep at corner; three of them are rookies, and that doesn't even mention Le'Jarius Snead. So that's going to be something to watch. I agree with you. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game for Kansas City. I, I could easily see them get into the 30s. Uh, I think that's their average on points this season is just right around the 30 point mark. I could see them being at 35, could be 38, maybe even 40, depending on how this goes. Uh, But I will say this as well: when it gets to this game, if it gets out of reach for the Rams, Andy Reid is the type of coach that's not going to run up the score. So it would not shock me for it to stay lower, you know, higher 20s if the Rams are still in the teens. Yeah, I think that's the 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 point of the Ram season that they're in
1: right now, where guys like Andy Reid, who have been around a long time and know how to do this about as well as anybody, realize that they have a wounded animal and that if if they get up those three four touchdowns, which feels almost inevitable, maybe it doesn't get to forty, but it, it may it may get to the high twenties before the half, and nobody calls off the dogs before the end of the half, so. I, I would be really surprised if Kansas City doesn't go over 30. And quite frankly, if the Rams could get to 14 or 17, I think that's a pretty good day for them. I really do,
0: especially considering who they're going to have at quarterback. Yeah, I know that would be a fantastic day, I think, for the Rams. And I'm really curious to see what Spagnuolo does in this game because I also think this is a game where he can tinker with what he's got all across the roster and play different guys in different positions and and maybe test out, see what you can do because you're going to have options and, the, and I don't think the Rams' offense is going to be what it – obviously it's not going to be what you were hoping it was going to be going into the season, but I don't even know that it's going to be something that's going to be able to put up 20 points because, like you said, they're on their third string QB, and they're struggling to wide receiver uh, and playmakers right now as well. So and that's going to be it for us today. First and second down, just terrible, Chris. They, they, they're, <laughs> it's first and ten,
1: second and nine, third and nine, and here we go in completion off the field. It's been like that all season long.
0: Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned third and nine and that's a huge issue for the Rams where Kansas City on the other side is completing like 44% of the third downs that are like third and seven or more, uh, which is insane for third downs. It in, is in the NFL. Uh, but that is going to be it for us today. Travis, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Really enjoyed, enjoyed this. Uh, be sure to check out the Locked on Ram show. Travis does a great job over there. Check out Locked on Chiefs. We will have our predictions for you tomorrow. Thank you for all for listening today and we'll be back tomorrow.